Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 117. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have with us the talented comic creator of Comical Foods, Christian Ocha. Hi. Christian. Nice to meet you. How's it going? I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm, uh, thank you so much for having me uh, on your uh, YouTube channel. Oh, you're welcome. And it was great because I, uh, I, we, we kind of met when I was uh, doing the interview with uh, with uh, our mutual connection, Stephanie. Yes, yes, we did. I, yeah. I hopped in in, in the private chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this is good. And, and guess who was here to be a part of your show right there? Oh, hey, it? hey, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> and. So you got a really you got a really cool thing going here. Not only do you actually have um, your your website called Comical Foods, which um, has a you you kind of have the theme going here with with foods. Um, there's an educational component to it, but you also have you know checking out your pre-launch page. You already have Journey to the Top of the Food Pyramid, Book One, The Grain Chamber, and that looks pretty cool. And, and this is gonna you said this is gonna be launching. On Halloween. Just on Halloween, huh? Yeah. Okay. On Halloween. Yeah. All right. Um, and so, so talk to us a bit about this first. Like, so, uh, do you want to kind of first introduce yourself and tell people how you kind of got into this line of work, and then uh, we can jump right in and kind of talk to talk about what people can expect on your Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, okay, that's mm. a big question. How did I get into? <laughs> how did I get into? I guess how did I get into comical foods? Uh, it started with me like uh, looking for a hobby. Um, um, I'm an athlete and I play a lot of sports, basketball mostly. Mm. So um, I, I wanted to, you know, find a hobby where I didn't, I didn't get physically hurt sometimes because you know basketball is such a, so it's a tough sport. You can get hurt. And uh, I, I tried out, you know, a little bit of graphic design. Um, I tried to do a YouTube channel, like a comedy food YouTube channel, and then I tried doing a food blog. And then some illustration stuff. And after all of that failed, um, I landed on comics, and uh, it just it felt like it was my thing. And right. and I can't and, and, and you have to you have to remember I can't really draw and I can't really write. I haven't written anything creative since like high school. But um, when I was uh, I, I realized I wanted to tackle comics from like a publisher point of view, where I'm more of a the guy with the idea. You know, and I'll have an outline, and then I can I can start do a little bit of concept art, and then I can hire people, work with a team, and and I like I like project managing, I like creative direct directing, and uh, and yeah, and that's and then I I landed into the comic into the comic book world like that, um, just starting out with an idea, and been working on it, and it took me a few years, uh, one failed project. And that I, I'm still working on it, but it was I consider it a failure because I didn't finish it, and um, and from that I learned, you know, a couple lessons, and now I'm almost done with this with this second project, which is which is going to be my first project that's going to be launching. Right. But yeah. So so talk to us about so that's it. This is I think the exciting part is you. We might have some listeners or 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 artists or somebody people out there to say, hey, I got a great idea, or hey, I. I'm a writer, but I need to find an artist. I'm an yeah. artist, but I need to find a writer. Um, how were you able to 
go go through the steps of being able to plot out ideas and then finding a writer for it and also then finding artists for it. Okay, so so for plotting out ideas, uh, personally for me, I like to sketch a lot. So and okay. and write at the same time. Um, I was writing on like uh, some index card uh, app on the on the iPad, and I, I would just like write random ideas down and. Um, and then I'll sketch. So like if I had like a scene in my head, and, and my sketch, you're talking about like, you know, stick figures, uh, right. maybe a little bit a little bit better than stick figures. So I'll, I'll sketch a stick figure here and there, um, like a scene. I, I'm an architectural drafter, so I can actually draw like pair, like buildings. Like I can draw buildings pretty good, but characters and creatures, I cannot. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything about anatomy, but uh, I can draw like, you know, settings and landscape stuff. Um, so I, I would first start with the idea of a story world. It was easier for me. Start with the idea of a setting. And then from the setting, you know, I come up with uh, a plot based around the setting. And then I'll work my way into characters. And I'll just write a lot. Uh, I'll have a lot of notes. Uh, I like writing titles and log lines. And then choosing, like, you know, trimming everything down until I, I find something that I like. And, and yeah, that's how, that's how I start usually my process. And then when I was, uh, you know, looking for a team in the very beginning, I, I didn't really know, you know, how to, how to do that. So I Googled everything. I was Googling, you know, how to make a comic book, how to, you know, how to reach out to comic book artists. And so I went on like Behance and I was, you know, emailing some artists just, just to figure out pricing. Cause I didn't even know how, how pricing mm -hmm. worked. And um, yeah, I found I found some artists, and, and we just started off with layouts because that's all I could afford at the time. Um, I didn't have any money saved up for uh, the higher, the higher priced type of art, like you know, line work and colors. Mm -hmm. So I started off with layouts, and then I found a really good artist, and they really taught me how layouts work. And it was just like I was just writing outlines, and they were drawing layouts. It's just my outlines and their layouts, and it was back and forth, and. And then, and then, you know, I'll go into, I think at that point I realized I really wanted to do the comic book. And that's when I, I started saving money for the higher priced art. And then once I had uh, enough money saved up, I, I started looking for a uh, comic book artist and, you know, I would, I would have a budget this time. So I would, I would come at them with a budget and they would, they would, you know, if they, if they liked it, they would join the project. I'll show them the pitch and, and then we'll start working together. And yeah, and, and that's how usually, that's how, and that's how I started being, building up a team. Okay. Yeah. And did you, and so you, you mentioned a thing about the, you know, setting up, the, uh, drawing the buildings and, and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, how does that affect, say, for instance, when you, when, when you're, when we're looking at journey to the top, journey to the top of the food mirror pyramid, uh, book one, uh, talk to us a bit about, the world building aspect of that is that something that oh, seems yeah. to come easier to you as compared to like the character development piece oh yeah world building i um i guess my first project i will build like for three years <laughs> for three years i didn't and i barely wrote any oh. story i had like an outline of stories and it didn't go anywhere and, and i have i have a i have enough world building art that i can put out an art book if i wanted to oh, really? but i i that's not what i want to do i want to do like an actual story so I, you know, I scrapped that project and didn't scrap it, but I stopped that project. And when I started, uh, you know, journey to the top of the food pyramid, I set like, like a budget for world building. So I, c I wouldn't go crazy. And, you know, we world, 
we started off with the world and I was thinking of like a smaller world at that time. So I was working on my last project was a science fiction world. You're talking about like a whole universe. Mm -hmm. So for my next project, I decided to go small. So I put like uh, parameters on myself. So I said, okay, I can't, I can't design a, a universe. I can't design a country. It has to be smaller than a country. So then I was thinking, I'm an architectural drafter. I'm gonna like, let, let me let me design like a building or something. Um, and then I didn't really want to do a building because I couldn't think of like food stuff that ties with buildings. Like I was thinking like you know, candy house and like stuff like that. And then I was thinking let's, let's think of different shapes. Um, and I thought pyramid. And as soon as I thought about pyramid. The food pyramid idea popped into my head and I was like, okay, let's just build like a, a really cool pyramid and, you know, I'll design the levels and we can do like a, like a graphic novel or a five book series and each level will have its own setting. And, and that's how the idea of the food pyramid world came up. And, and then, and then over, and then over time, like um, we focused first on the world and then from that we went into creature develop creature designs because the creatures are connected to the world so you're talking about your grain chamber you're going to have you know pasta bugs breaded dragons um if you look on the website you can see some of the some of the creatures and characters uh for the for the story that we already like revealing the designs for if you go in the stories section and click on story number one okay. there you go yeah and if you scroll down that's our cover page, and if you keep scrolling down, you'll see uh, some some of the character. There, there's uh, some concept art. Oh wow, by, that's uh, amazing! I did. Yeah. You see that little sketch right there? I did the little white, the little sketch. I, I just scribbled that on like my iPad, and then the the stuff below that that was a concept art done by Sarah Gavigan. Okay. And then we have some character designs. The character designs were designed by like uh, I think most of the team. We all like took like uh, did concept art for each character and creature and some people did more than others but everyone did concept art sugar okay. fairy took us a while that, that was like probably like 30 hours of concept Ooh. art really um, yeah i was really picky with the sugar fairy i, I don't know i don't know why I, I think it was like the most uh unique character in our story so i really wanted to make it like stand out from ev everything else and uh we have in the book in a recipe book that we're gonna, in the recipe section we're going to show all the designs that we went through okay and you have pasta bugs yep an oil, oil serpent. serpent yeah is that an olive in there yep olive okay. oil <laughs> so yeah a lot of world building but not too much uh just enough for it for me to you know just be happy with the design so how, how deep does it go? Do you like have different languages or anything? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I, this is a middle grade book. So I didn't really want to go that deep. Um, right. I, I just wanted to focus on like the, the visual design of it, the visual aspect, how okay. it looks. That's it. Yeah. So talk to us about this world then. Like I said, so this is book one and mm -hmm. you have the, uh, did you say five? Yeah, we're, 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 I'm hoping to make it a five book series. Okay. So you're going to have, you know, the first one is going to be grains and the next one's going to be vegetables and fruits. And I'm changing the food pyramid. Um, like if you go on Google and look up food pyramid, they have like a certain amount of levels and they break yeah. it up into like, into like quadrants sometimes, but I'm just making like horizontal sections. So right. I'm, I'm changing it up a little bit to fit the story. Right. But yeah. I think we're going to have five levels. Okay. 
Uh, you mentioned earlier too that you use the term uh, loglines for the uninitiated. Can you get what's that? Um, can you explain what a logline is? Oh man, I'm bad at explaining stuff. But I think <laughs> I think well for me, I I didn't know what a logline. I just Google Google when I googled everything. I I would just like take the first three articles and. And as soon as I read something, I'll write it or like um, an ex like, okay, I guess logline is like, um, is it one for me, it's one sentence that explains your story. It's okay. like a hook for me. Right. If, you, if you were talking to me, it was just, it's just a hook, one sentence, and it has to hook your audience. Right. And, and people say, you know, you have to put your character, your problem. And, and I agree with them, but like, if you were narrowed down from, from, for me, I think it's just a one sentence hook. And that's, that's the logline. Um, so so for example for for th for this one you would you would say after falling into a food coma two spoiled siblings must climb up a magical pyramid to escape a dream world full of hangry food animals yes that would yes. be your log line right? yeah that would be yeah. my log line <laughs> <laughs> so what so what can people expect from uh fr from the kickstarter as it's coming out um as it's coming out like you're talking about the during the whole during the whole Kickstarter or like the book itself? they like the, yeah, the like the book itself. Oh, the book itself. So it's like a 32 page uh, middle grade fantasy adventure story, okay. and um, it's, it's yeah, it's for middle grade readers who love you know fantasy, and they're just going to be going through the first level of the pyramid and you know getting to know the world, and then getting to know the main problem of the world. Um, I don't know if I should reveal the the problem. Um, it's something to do with uh, sugar pollution. Okay. I, uh, I'll say that, but that is something to do with sugar pollution. And uh, they, they got, they have to find a way to like help solve that problem by helping solve that problem. They'll be able to escape uh, to go back home, okay. but you know, they have to go up the pyramid. So this is only level one. So it's only book one. Okay. And then that's the story part. And then the, my favorite part that I'm working on uh, right now is the recipe, the, the recipe section. So that's like, uh, you know, for all the process junkies out there, like I, I'm a process junkie. I love seeing how other people like, you know, you know, when they share their secrets of how they make things. Right. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to share like pretty much all of my stuff um, in a recipe format. So like chronologically, step one, how the idea was formed all the way to the very end, which I'm considering to be the final book design. Right. And throughout those steps you have, you know, a concept art, creature uh, character design outline um uh how to pitch I, I worked i when i was working on this project i was creating pitches um and i was i think i was in comics experience of the, i'm in comics experience forum and i i i downloaded a pitch that they shared and i was like okay i, I'm, I can use this to make a pitch for myself and to pitch to artists because when i started the project i only had like uh me the co-writer and uh, the graphic designer on, on the mm. team. So I needed a pitch to art, art, uh, artists that I, that I want to work with. So in the beginning I had like, you know, simple pitch and then as time kept moving, as time passed, I got, my pitches got better. And, um, yeah, and they're, they're just for internal use and to help me, to help us like keep on track, see like the main book. Cause sometimes new ideas come in and I want to like change the story, but the pitch helped me like, you know, stay on track. It helped me not, to stray too far from the story mm. so um, and, and so what what heck what kind of um advice or tips that, you, that you've kind of uh that you're implementing now 
where you are now in your career as compared to when you started that you wished you knew in the beginning? Okay. Um, so I wish I knew that uh, how important it was to set a deadline. <laughs> deadline. How important, how important set how important it was to set a goal with a deadline and a budget. Yeah. That that's the most I wish I knew that because in the beginning I in my first project. I was like, all right, I'm going to finish this book in like a year or something. And I didn't have a, you know, I, it was like a rough deadline, but I didn't have a time. I didn't have a schedule. And I just kept working on, on world building for like three years. And that year turned into three years and I didn't even finish the story. Um, for this project, I, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to finish it on, you know, hopefully on October 2021. And then because I had that deadline, I started making a schedule. And I put a budget. I was gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna waste this much. I'm gonna spend this much money on this project, and I'm gonna pay the artist uh, this amount every month. Right. And and then I'll put in like little um, like emergency months because you know unexpected bills and everything. So that that helped a lot. Having that goal with deadline and a schedule was was a big game changer for me. Right. Um, and and so. So who who would you say who's a part of your the creative team now that you, that you said you got obviously you got the, the you said the co-writer you got the artist um, who else is part of the team for the journey to the top of the food pyramid? Got it. Um, you can you can go on the website. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say from from my uh, I'm I'm so I'm the co-writer. I'm one of the co-writers. Curtis Clo is uh, the second co-writer. He worked on Beastlands comic, uh, he, which he launched on Kickstarter. Um, um, Angelina Roman Ochoa, my wife, she's a graphic designer, concept artist. Uh, Sarah Gavigan is our colorist, concept artist. Uh, Michael Aramondo is our layout artist, also a concept artist. All the, all the artists did concept art for this project. Wow. Um, and, uh, and, and of course, the amazing line work by Raphael Sam. Hmm. And he also did concept art. Everyone did concept art. Wow, look at that. Yeah, that's Raphael's uh, line work right there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And Thank did you, you have? And and so 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 with that said, do you? And you kind of mentioned as well as you can kind of see it too in the pyramid itself. The uh, I'm just taking a get. It's a it's a safe bet. Those are that's broccoli trees, right? Yeah. So that's that's, uh, that's the vegetable. <laughs> that's just the, the vegetable side to the pyramid. Yes, yes. When I was uh, when I was designing it, um, I was I was I was going through several like pyramid uh, designs, and I I realized I wanted a vegetable section to be like you know I, I was like including some realistic design like realistic uh, how do you call it I'm gonna call it realistic design decisions. So like in my head I was like you know vegetables and fruits they need sunlight, uh, so I don't want to have them inside a pyramid where it's like you know covered by walls. So I was like, let's split the pyramid into two pieces. So like, you're going to have your base, and then you're going to have the top. And then in between, in between those two is going to be like, the green section, which is, you know, right. vegetables and fruits. So that was a that was a decision early on, when we were, when we were designing the pyramid, um, to just explode it into two pieces and have the natural area be lit. And so you said this is for middle grade. There's a, a there obviously there must be an educational component to this. Um, at first, I wanted I was I was having um, I was trying to figure out if I wanted to include that, but right. I think I I I I, I didn't really. There's I think 
throughout the whole five book series, there's definitely going to be an educational component. But in the mm -hmm. first book, it's more about learning about the world and learning about the main problem. Mm -hmm. And it's more of a fantasy story. Okay. So it's more of like, you know, you go from this place to this place. Right. So first book is not educational. Uh, the recipe section is educational. So if the kids or whoever's reading the book, they can learn how to make a comic book. But the right. story itself for book one, I would I would say it's more fantasy. And then okay. I think the, the rest of the books, uh, they're going to they're going to lean into a more educational aspect. And so you, it kind of follows. It feels like as though it's like they they kind of go into this food coma and then they get transported to this this different world. So yeah. is this so in, in Wizard of Oz? Mm -hmm. Dorothy actually went to Oz and Oz is a real place, but for the yeah. movies, they made it that she fell asleep and it was just in her imagination. Got it. So is this, is, is this given too much away to say, to ask, is this, is, is that, that magical world they go to, is it real or is it in their imagination or is that, think, you, you don't want to reveal I think, that. I, I think I'll leave it up to the readers to say, oh, okay. I, I, to be honest, I didn't really uh, design that part, but okay. um, I, I kept that loose. I think. Okay. Readers can decide whether they want it to be believe it's real or not, or just an imagination. Yeah. Because <laughs> you had so, and also too talking about your talking about your website, Comical Foods. You 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 kind of have a a theme of foods. So, yes. is that basically where you have for your? Oh, they go straight there. That's pretty cool. Um, do you do you have on here? Like you, other books, are they going to have this food um, themed? Yes. Stories to everything. Yeah. Um, when I was launching uh, Comical Foods, um, I was. I guess we we can talk about. I can talk about Comical Foods about the whole branding and niche. I was looking at when I was thinking about starting up a comic book publisher. I was looking at pretty much every other comic book publisher that was out there, and I would go on their websites and you know their about section. And they would be like, you know, we publish science fiction, we publish, you know, miss, and then everyone would say like pretty much a similar thing. Right. Some of them would be like, oh, we publish only horror. So some would be a little bit more niche than others. And so I wanted to stand out and I, I didn't want to go into a genre. So I was thinking of something that I like. And, and this was also before, you know, I, I think I told you I was working on some food YouTube channel and food blogs. Right. So I already was trying the food stuff, like some like design stuff related to food. So when I went into the comic book thing, I was like, all right, what if we bring food into comics? And and let's niche in that. So it's not really a genre, it's more of a topic. So you know, this is a this is a com this is a comic book publisher that focuses on food theme uh, comic stories. Um, and 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 I and I, I think I found the perfect niche because I love food. I love cooking, I love eating and and you know, I love I love high concept fantasy science fiction, and it, to be able to you know bring my love of food into into the into 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 the stories, that's it's awesome. It just makes it more fun for me. And those marshmallow clouds too. Oh yeah, yeah. I was getting hungry when I was when we were making the book. Every time, <laughs> like every time someone come up with new concept art, I was like, oh, that's that's awesome. <laughs> and and so is there. And so when when you're you got the Kickstarter, so give us some. Um, do you have any um, tiers that uh, uh, that that you're pretty excited about for the pledge levels? I'm I'm working on that right now. Like I I think one tier that 
I think I'm kind of excited about is the Halloween special. Oh. So for the Halloween special, I'm con I'm calling it like I think the trick or treat tier or the trick or treat reward where you know for that 24 hours during Halloween you got a discount for the for the for the book. So I think that's a, a pretty good tier. Um, it's a little spe Halloween special discount for that. And for others, I'm still playing with the idea of doing like a collector's edition, but like well, I had to, I had to, I had to, I to look at, I had to look at it. Like I'm, I, I don't know how many I want to, how many I want to do, and I'm also worried about the whole shipping uh, stuff that's happening right now. Like everyone's talking about like paper running out, so I got to keep that in mind. Um, if I, I don't, I don't want to do too much. I don't even know if I'm going to do a variant cover. I think I have might do one or two, but uh, I'm going to keep it limited. Um, but yeah, I had I had to work on the reward tiers this week actually. Okay. But the Halloween special and maybe a limited edition or even a Kickstarter exclusive reward where you can only get it at Kickstarter. Right. Um, yeah. And I just noticed too, like I love your logo. That's a that's a C and an F right there. Yes. Thank you. Thank it you took me a that. while to design that. I, 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 I love logo design, but I am not good at it. That's a really I, I, good logo. It took me a long time. It took me like <laughs> two years to get to that logo. <laughs> but thank you, yes. It was, it was, the logo design is, is, I used to do graphic design for uh, posters. Okay. Uh, in my free time before this. And then I, 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 and I kind of started doing logo design, but um I'm still learning. I'm not. I'm not really a graphic designer, but I'm learning from my wife. She's a graphic designer, and uh, you know, just architecture school. They taught. Mm. They taught us how to use Illustrator and Design and Photoshop. So I'm happy that I was able to learn from from school yeah. how to use these programs. Yeah. Stephanie says, "Yes, great logo. Makes me hungry." <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy. That it makes me hungry. I'm. I'm. I'm hungry right now. I still have to eat dinner. <laughs> <laughs> And do you so, so 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 with that said, with the with the Kickstarter, do you is this is this your team too? Is this your creative team? Are you uh, are, are are these the folks that you're already working on? Obviously, probably book book two, uh, and other projects as well. Or are you looking to branch out for different writers and different artists for different projects? Got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I think. Yeah, definitely branching out. Um, I like. I like. I like to. I like I like the idea of branching out with uh, giving opportunities to new to new creators, and um, for the for this team, I think it's it's only for this project. I think uh, I, I think Michael Aramando worked on some concept art for my previous project, so he might be in he might be doing some concept art for that project. But this is this is this project. Okay, and and you you're looking at right here as well is. You know your copyright holders right there. It's oh, you. Yeah. It's your wife. It's it's Curtis. It's Raphael. Mm -hmm. Now, how did that? So, from the business perspective of things, as someone who's the project manager for this, uh, talk about the paperwork, like the legality piece to that. What did when when you kind of identified your your team? Um, there, were there contracts involved, or was it just yeah. email? So. Talk a bit from the business perspective for those that are looking at, hey, I want to find an artist or I want to find a writer. Um, talk to that. What kind of advice would you give folks that are create, working on projects now? Got it. Uh, number one advice is save some money up and hire a comic book lawyer. 
because they will write you they'll just they, you just need one contract you just you just ask for a collaboration contract okay um, and and then you'll be able to use that uh, you know for your for your projects um of course depending on the project depending on the people you might have to edit that collaborate collaboration contract down the road but if you just ask for a collaboration contract um for your project it's going to be it's going to be safe it's going to be good because it's going to be done by a lawyer who knows what they're doing what i did was the opposite of that in the beginning so i started <laughs> off with you know i didn't have that much money i was i was paying art the art team already and so i went on google and i just put you know comic book collaboration contracts or collaboration contracts. And I just downloaded every single collaboration contract I could find. And then I pretty much wrote my own collaboration contract just by looking at what everyone else had. And then I, I just sent that out. Uh, and I also made it easy to read because there was some clauses in those contracts that I did not know what they were saying. So I made it like extremely easy for myself to read and for the collaborator to read. And every every time I showed a contract, I, uh, I every time I emailed it to someone, I would always ask them, "Hey, if, if you want to change something, let me know because this is this is a very flexible contract. Everything everything on my end is very flexible, like the time management, uh, the time availability availability for my art team. I I always tell them like, "Hey, there's no rush. You, if you're working on something else, you can work on that." Um, so that's why it's taking us so long to, to do this uh this 32 page comic book because it's everything's flexible contracts flexible the time limit time limits uh is flexible and and so i did that in the beginning and then and then down the road i realized like um like i felt like my contract was missing stuff um and then i decided to just call up uh, uh a comic book lawyer uh, I, th oh, I don't want to mess up his name i think it was Kamal, Hen uh, Kamal Hennessy, and yeah, so Kamal Hennessy, great, great person to work with, and you know they just wrote up my collaboration contract. They, I, I had pretty much like fixed my contract. They they wrote up a new one for me, and I used that one. Right. And yeah. And and to and, clarify, when you say comic book lawyer, you mean somebody who is a lawyer to help out comic books, not a lawyer in a comic book like Matt Murdock, the Daredevil. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, professional, professional lawyer. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Stephanie said, "Yeah, Gamal Hennessy." So. Yes, Gamal. All right, that's good. So, so hopefully, Gamal will probably have a lot more people give him a, reaching out to him now that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he's really good, and he has a website, so you can check out his website, and he explains, uh, you know, everything about IP and uh, creator-owned stuff, and 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 I think I can go into the creator-owned stuff and the copyright stuff right now. It was uh so we so my projects I wanted to do everything creator owned, okay. Uh, but I always asked I, I asked the, the team in the very beginning, hey, do you want to do you want to be creator owned or do you want to work for higher royalties? And I think everyone said I IP, but um, Mike and Sarah they wanted to work uh they wanted to stay as work for hire with royalties. Hmm. So everyone everyone who's working on the book gets book royalties, either no matter if they're work for hire or they're uh they hold they own the copyright the ip rights so okay. everyone gets royalties and then um the ip the ip copyright stuff it's the four of us it's me angelina curtis and Raphael. so how does that work so just from a business perspective like if you just want to be the work for hire you pro you get like a, a bigger upfront piece but if you want to be if you want to 
be a own some of the IP, would there be um, less upfront and just more residuals over time, or how did that? Uh, for for me, I do it very differently. From I okay. do it the so for IP, it's split up evenly. So I think there's four of us. So that's uh, I'm bad at math. Twenty five percent. Yeah. Yeah, it's twenty five percent each of everyone owns IP, and I think I just um, I just have the final saying like creative decision, story decision, and business decision. Mm. But like as far as profit goes, everyone owns everyone split evenly down the middle. Okay. For uh, work for hire. Um, it's, and, and, and for work for hire, it's just, they get paid up front and then they get book royalties and then the book royalties are split up almost evenly, uh, between everyone. And I think I get a little bit more, I get, I think I like two point percent more than everyone, uh, than everyone else, but it's almost split down evenly, but it's, it's the same for everyone. If, if they're an IP holder or a copyright holder, I still pay them up front. And, and I don't pay them less, or I don't pay them more, I just pay them up the amount that we agree to. And uh, and yeah, and that's, that's pretty much how it works for, for comical foods. I've heard other stuff with other publishers that they pay less and then you know they get bigger royalties or or they pay more and they get less royalties. For me, it doesn't work that way. I like I like paying everyone like what there's you know what they're supposed to get. Like, you know, they're part of the creative team, they're putting in the work, they're helping create the story. So they're gonna get an almost even amount of royalties and good, uh, you know, paid, paid, I, I do page rates. So everyone gets the page rates up front. So what would have been the benefit of say Sarah and Michael not wanting to be copyright holders then? I think, I think they, when I asked Michael, um, a long time ago, I think he said he wasn't, um, you know, he, he felt like I did already most of the work and he didn't want to like, you know, join the ip and you know be part of the ip team if i already did like most of the work because like we, we 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 introduced uh some some of these people at the very like not at the very end but like after a year of work was done right. so I, I did like a year of work with curtis and angelina okay and and myself and then and then like after that we started uh getting more uh we started getting the team started getting bigger um so i i, I think and also they didn't know me like I think maybe like in the beginning they were like oh I don't I don't know who this person is so I'd rather just do work for hire or stuff like or maybe I I can't really speak to what you know what why they didn't want to join us but from what I remember Mike telling me he was saying something about like he didn't want to like join the IP when like all this work was done and he felt like it was just easier to do work for hire royalties right okay all right and. So, so right here, cause you, you have yourself as the publisher talk about like the, like you mentioned earlier about the printing pieces. Are you looking at, um, what, what are some of the concerns that you're having now with like, with the, are you, are you factoring in some of those prices now that you have, you had to adjust anything for your budgets at all with, the um, with just the, the transportation issues that we're facing? Uh, no, I mean, I'm putting, I'm making my book a little bit pricier than the average comic book because of the recipe section and because of, and I'm hoping that will help, you know, solve the shipping issues. I still got to work that out though, because I don't know how bad this, you know, printing problem is going to be, but, um, that's something I got, I really got to look into, but, uh, from, from the start, I knew the book was going to be a little bit pricier than your average comic book. Um, and it ha I mean, it also has more pages. Like you're talking about 32 page 
comic book story and then a 32 a 30 plus page recipe section and so i'm that, not and i'm not uh splitting them up right in like in the physical book because then i had to print two books and and that's gonna be a whole nother mess so it's gonna be just one book um digitally you can i'm splitting them up so so if people who you know can't who don't have the money to buy that you know that book they can buy the digital story and and then if they want a little bit more they can buy the digital story with the digital recipe right yeah. so that's one way and so do you have so 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 with that in there are you looking at is it most are you looking is it getting printed overseas or is it i had to i had to look into that um yeah. i was i was planning to do printing in the us but uh, I, have to, I, have to, I have to do I have to do my research. I'm not I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna worry about that once the book once the, once the book is close to being done. Because right. right now the book is uh, all the line work is done, colors are halfway, and then I just started lettering. And then oh, okay. the recipe section I also started like I already have like the outline for the recipe section, but now I'm designing every page. Oh, so cool. it's gonna take me like a, like probably like I think March. I was planning to have the book completely done by and then printing and then hopefully done by hopefully the backers will get it by september okay. so I'm, I'm giving myself a lot of time because i don't know how bad this uh print right. printing thing is gonna it's gonna stall the book so and so you said like five but it's gonna be five books uh do you already have the outline out already you know how this whole thing's gonna oh, end? uh yeah uh yes i have the ending already okay. kind of like the, the vague ending i kind of like some stuff I know is I, I kind of have it in my head in like a really rough outline, but I'm not writing on on any of that stuff yet. I want to focus on this book first. Right. So I have I don't I haven't worked too much on on the on the next issues yet. Do you have so this is my this is exciting. Is that so? What your plan is? You're going to have these out. Is it going to be yearly that you're going to try to get a Kickstarter every year? It's probably going to be yearly because. Um, like I'm like the budget, like uh, it's it's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. So for me myself, I I can only afford to pay you know ours a certain amount every month. Right. And so it's 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 gonna be yearly. I mean, unless unless the project does really good, and you know I get a lot of money up front, and then I can pay use that money to fund book two. Right. Then it might go a little bit faster. But so far I've been you know just using my own personal uh, savings to. Right to fund the project yeah because you're gonna have these readers that are gonna read this book and then they're gonna they're gonna have to wait five years to read the whole story so. yeah i hope not i mean i <laughs> hopefully we get enough money to start funding the next project but yeah. we'll see we'll see yeah but i i i like i like making the book as i'm, I'm a perfectionist yeah. so i like making the book as like you know really good quality and but i have to keep in mind that once we start i gotta go a little bit faster so yeah, you bring right. up a you bring up a great point. Like I gotta gotta get ready for the book two if things you know go well for book one. Right, and then you also have, but then you also have other ideas too. So yes, yes, I have my other my my failed project that I just want to go back to and fix. Um, and then I I was I had I was starting a little small project with another artist on the side. So yeah, I have stuff in the works, but I'm right. focusing 100% on this project. <laughs> <laughs> so so talk again about as you mentioned like the mission of comical foods uh do you want to kind of uh, give people a little bit of of because you you have here as 
the log line, I guess, or your mission statement. No, it's not the better story. It's like, we believe that creators deserve the whole pie. We're an independent creator owned publisher. Yeah. So, so what would happen if somebody says, Hey, uh, Christian, I got an idea for a book. Can, uh, can you publish it for me? <laughs> uh, right now I'm definitely not in the position to, to, uh, uh, do that or even, um, what do you call it? Get submissions or ask for submissions because it's just like a one man team. Yeah. Uh, further down the road, there's a possibility that that might happen. But I think the the public my publishing model would be more of like uh, I'll be looking for artists. Right. And um, but you never know. Like you know, as you know, when you make acquaintances, you make friends. You know, you, you're on social media and people hit you up, and and you know they talk to you and everything. Like you just you go to who you know first. Right. So. Hey, maybe maybe they do get to work on on the book if if you know if we if it, we become friends or something. But my 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 publishing model, if this book goes well, would be to uh, already like start looking at artists that I like, and they might have some stories already, like kind of like you know some people have pitches on their websites or on their social media, so mm -hmm. they may already have like a food pitch out, and I might just email them and they'll be like, hey, are you interested in, in you know comical foods publishing your story so i think that'd be my first uh how i would first start uh publishing other people's stories right it, 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 i don't think it would be a submission process the submission process might be more when when i have a bunch more stories down in my belt but for now i'm gonna be i'm gonna be very nitpicky i'm gonna look for like artists that i like uh you know writers that i like and i'm gonna be reaching out to them first so would you are you will you just be pre because you uh would it just be like comic related stories or would they be like, you know, long form stories or, uh, but they all have to have a food theme to it. Yes. The only thing, the only thing has is the food theme. I was, I wanted to do um, other types of stories. I, I was, I was, I was playing with the idea of like a illustrated novel or novella. So yeah, comic books is, is just one medium I'm interested in. I'm definitely interested in other mediums. Um, right like still like that i like art so definitely mediums that incorporate art but i would i'm also i used to read books when i was a kid i was a bookworm so yeah. novels would be like something i might look into but for now definitely comic books illustrated novels illustrated novellas right. um i like poetry so maybe some poems uh with like pictures or something right so definitely definitely something other than comics but right. i love comics so I'm, I'm going with comics for now <laughs> <laughs> so that's exciting so why uh so i guess my question is like if like the food the food theme thing is uh was there a reason to have uh other like to have it launch on halloween i think i think it was just i started comical foods in october okay october 2017 I started comical foods and I was just like, I want to, I want to do like a, when you think of October, you think of Halloween. Right. So I was like, all right, you know what? Halloween's going to be my, it's going to be my launch date. It's going to be, when you think of Halloween, I want you to think of comical foods. If you're a comic book creator or something. So I just, I just picked the date. It was, it was in October and it's kind of related to food. Cause you know, you're going out and you're getting food from strangers, but it's and it's also kind of funny because you know trick or treat you, you know right. you have your tricks and you know your scary costumes and it's fun and everything so i think it was a i think it was a perfect date 
that I, I wanted to tie, you know, with comical foods, comical foods, Halloween. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, so you're going to, cause I get to, every, when I think of Halloween, I think of comical foods. I will from now on. That's for sure. <laughs> so, um, so you have, so we said you, this is launching your journey to the top of the food pyramid. Uh, you know, comicalfoods.com. You can click on the link right there. It's right on there. It has, you're able, people can follow it. It's, it's, it's already, it's already there, um, ready to go on Kickstarter. Uh, and is this, uh, is this the first, this is your first backed one, correct? This is my first Kickstarter project. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, so, uh, any advice that you got that you implemented right away that you got from launching a Kickstarter that you want to share? Oh yeah. Um, oh man. I, Don't leave it to the last week. <laughs> I, did. <laughs> I did that, but I mean, I work, I work really good when I'm under pressure for some reason. I, I don't know something, something about school. Like I, I always procrastinate. And uh, I remember in architecture school, we leave, I'll leave like the last project to the last week and, I, and I'll get it done and it'll be good. Um, but I, I wish I, I wish I gave myself a little bit more than one week for this Kickstarter because I was design. I, I think I designed the full Kickstarter page in a day <laughs> from like Monday to uh, like morning to night. I designed all of it. I had all the, like, the only thing I had to fix is the reward tiers. Um, that's the last thing I got to fix, but like, the whole design is like done. I have the video. So I did the design in one day and I did the video the next day. So it's two days of work. It was a weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday was the full Kickstarter page. What made it easier for me though was um, I, uh, I think I already had like all my image folders. Like I have a folder structure system where I have a folder and like it's organized by like, you know, comic book designs, uh, uh, concept art, uh, writing and and each folder has a subfolder. So like I already had a pretty good organization system. So it was easy for me to go into those folders and then uh, screenshot or even drag the actual images into the Kickstarter page. So that made it a lot easier. Uh, having good organization organizational system um, for your images um, helps helps a lot. And and it's good started from the beginning. Mm. Um and, and so what do you use for for your for your programs um programs to design yeah i use i use a lot of i think i mainly just use indesign okay. um and then but my my team they use photoshop clip studio um and then i take their files and i can just import those files as a you know if they import i they can make them into pdfs or i can use a, the actual photoshop files and put and put them into indesign Okay. So I use I use mainly InDesign. And what did you use, like for instance, like sketching on your iPad? What is that? Oh, I use uh, Procreate. Okay. Procreate for the sketching on my iPad. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Um, uh, uh, any uh, any tips that you would give anybody for the InDesign? Did you so you did the did some of the layout? Are you the one that actually put the layout in for for the comic itself as well? So I think the layout was uh, um, well the layout. I, I fix up the page. So like okay. when I get the PSD file, sometimes it's not sized properly. So then I'll just like put it in InDesign and I'll size it properly. But okay. the layout, like Raphael and, and the colorist, they already gave me like a PSD with the layouts already done. So I, the, for, for the comic book part, I just plug it in and then just change the size, play with it. And then okay. I'm doing the lettering in InDesign. So I'm, oh. that's, that's also another thing. 
So you're doing the lettering in InDesign, not Illustrator? Okay. No, I was going to do an Illustrator. I, I, I know Illustrator, I know it has better tools, but then I realized that you could do the same thing in InDesign and I'm not doing anything like, you know, like complicated uh, lettering wise. So I'm using InDesign. I, I did I did do the lettering template in Illustrator because it's okay. easier to manipulate the balloons and the line vectors. Okay, yeah. And then so I, I, I have the Illustrator file, the template, and then what I did is I just drag the like the balloons into InDesign, and I just like laid out on InDesign, and, okay. and I can still manipulate it in InDesign. So it, it works faster for me instead of me importing Illustrator files back and forth and fix them up every time I need to edit something. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. And did, and so, but the the letters themselves are from from InDesign. Yeah, I I think I can actually. I have a share. Can I share my screen here? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I can share my screen. So this is this is the screen. Do you see it? Yeah, let me just let me throw it on on here, add it to the stream. So here's here's my InDesign file right now. And so what I'm working on is the the text. I have text and oh here it is. Oh, that's amazing. So I have my lettering bubbles on one layer and my um my uh what do you call it? Yeah, I, I separate the bubbles and the text, so they're in two separate layers. Okay. And I, but I I, br I brought these in from Illustrator, but the thing is, in InDesign, you can still you can still edit this. You know, you can still you can still play you can still play with it. You can play with the line weight, so it's still it's still pretty good. Wow, that is I had no idea you could do that with InDesign. Yeah, yeah, you can, and and it's good because it's a page InDesign is specifically like a page design tool, right. so. You can even create a uh, paragraph styles up which is up here and so i have a, a specific font for my lettering uh sugar fairy so if, if i change this it will change all my text for the fairy oh wow so it, it, these little tricks you know help speed up the process and i gotta learn in design i just yeah in design design is great for yeah. pa for page design it's it's really awesome right and you can letter in it. That's awesome. That's amazing. What about the word bubbles? Say, for instance, um, uh, say for instance, um, the the word bubble of Anise. Like, yeah. Is that so, a static or is that? So this you can uh, edit. I think yeah, you can edit this. It's just a little. It's a little hard. It's it's an object. It's, yeah, it's an object. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can edit. Just uh, I think Illustrator has better. Has has some better tools, but you can edit. You can edit this balloon. You see how I'm editing it right now. You can edit it. And so that balloon itself is uh, kind of like just a a template, and then you just move it around as you want it. Or... Yes, exactly. So InDesign is that vector based then? Yeah, InDesign is. Uh, well, I, I I'm not sure, but I think it. Yes, it's vector based, but I think it works with both vector and uh, what's the opposite of vector? Uh, pixels. So the the artwork is pixel, but the the these objects all vectors. Right. That's amazing. Oh, I just learned something new. Look at that. Thank you, Christian. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's but yeah, awesome. This is this is the InDesign file I'm working on. This is a uh, here's the cover. I'm I'm working on the typography for oh, the, for the book again. right now. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh. There's the typography I'm playing with for the. So I like I like I want to create a logo for the actual story. So okay. here's like a little pyramid logo, and then you know my publisher logo is up here. 
Yeah. So every book is going to have it. Uh, every story is going to have its own little logo. Okay. And then the recipe section, I'm working on it. I really gotta, really gotta work on that one more. But so this is like how the recipe section. So this is like the idea. I think step one is like how I created the idea. You know, setting parameters for myself, choosing a format, targeting an audience, and then creating a story world. And then when you mix that all together, I came up with like a the idea sentence right that's that's one thing and then as we go further down you might see some stuff like concept art by mike um here you can see some of the sugar fairy designs we started doing like early on and we did a lot of this we we have we have a ton for the sugar fairy and that's like the main antagonist in the story right yes that would be the main That'll be, I think, yeah, as, as time goes on, it becomes the main antagonist. But for now, it's just like a, a, a character who's following them and right. guiding them. But here you can see all the concept art and stuff. Wow, good. That's a, this is awesome how that layout is set up. That's... Yeah, and I have to change it because it's not the final. This is like the layout for uh, like the initial layout, but now I have to like make it look like how the ideas page looked like. Right. But it's getting there. Wow. But yeah. That's and so what the the point of the line on the top, just for is that the bleed line or something? Is that oh no no, that's just that's just a little design element. So oh, okay. All right. that's just that's just separating like the page number and, oh, okay. and the title of of that of okay. that step. All right. Oh okay. But yeah, this is this is a work in progress. So this this might change completely when I when I launch the book. So this is this is like my work in progress. So Wow, that's we're gonna you're gonna talk. This is good. Like you're just like I I think of all the guests I've had on. You're probably the most like in, uh, expert in InDesign like that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, man, I, I wish I could be an expert. I don't. I only know some stuff. I'm still learning. Well, here's the thing. You know enough to know what you don't know. Oh, where yeah. I don't know what I don't know with InDesign. <laughs> it when I first learned it was hard. I didn't. It's hard, yeah. but once you start doing it every day, it gets easier. It gets easier. Yeah cool well congrats so we're at the we're at the at the at the end of the show christian but you know i'm really excited i can't wait to i can't wait to check out check out the kickstarter uh once once it goes on uh on uh, october 31st on halloween it's exciting thank you. thank you so much yeah um yeah and make sure you c come back again on your your next project yeah yeah i will i yeah. i i'm be more happy to uh, come back again and show right. some so I could, I could do like a little InDesign tutorial if you guys want. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Christian. And uh, and I, I look, like I said, I look forward to following along on your Kickstarter. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Is that a statue of a dog on your top shelf? Oh yeah, that, that's that's not my shelf. That's my that, that's my partner's shelf. She, I think that's a, yeah, that's her statue. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bunch of stuff behind me. I think most of it is hers. <laughs>